0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to our week six recap of the NCAA football season, and we're also going to look at our week seven matchups. My name is Keith Thornton. With me, as always, Mike Adams. Uh, Mike, what stood out to you this week?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, we had had a lot of great matchups this week, honestly, Uh, just kind of going down the list. Some of these top 25 matchups. Central Florida uh, definitely eliminated from playoff contention. Now they ended up losing to uh, Cincinnati uh at cincinnati is their second loss now uh georgia number three georgia uh just manhandled uh unranked tennessee 43 14 drake from 288 yards two touchdowns uh ohio state dismantled Uh, Michigan State in a top 25 matchup number four Ohio State number 25 Michigan State Uh, J.K. Dobbins 172 yards and a touchdown 34 10 win for Ohio State Um, to me they're looking right now like the most complete team in the country honestly so uh, I'm interested to see some of their matchups coming up Uh, we've talked about Joe Burrow OSU Uh, the Heisman campaign he's putting up he had another huge week this week against Utah State uh 344 yards, five touchdowns, and a forty-two to six win. Uh Jalen Hurts, another Heisman candidate. He had four total touchdowns, two rushing, two passing against KU and a 45-20 win. Uh, a top 10 matchup. Uh, we had Florida going against Auburn. Florida really dominated the game, honestly. They ended up winning 24 to 13. Uh, the true freshman quarter. Auburn, Bo Nix really kind of had his first bad game, only had one touchdown to three interceptions. Um, So it was really kind of a a pretty dominant game from Florida, honestly. Um, And we'll talk about the big matchup they have coming up this week later in the episode. But uh, Wisconsin's offense got back on track, uh, 48-0 win against Kent State. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 186 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Notre Dame, 52-0 win over Bowling Green. Uh Ian Book, the Notre Dame quarterback, had five touchdown passes. Uh uh the University of Texas with a nice tune-up win against West Virginia. Uh Sam Ellinger, four touchdowns, had 250 total yards. Uh Roshan Johnson, uh their their true freshman quarterback that they converted over to a running back, had 121 yards in this game. Uh, running the ball as the lead back this week So uh, interesting story To just kind of keep following as they go Into their big matchup against OU next week uh, Penn State Dominant win over Purdue 35-7 so they're keeping their playoff Hopes alive uh, same thing With Oregon beating a, a solid California Team uh, 17-7 uh, Justin Herbert who a lot Of people expect to go in the top five of the NFL Draft had 214 yards and a Touchdown Uh in a, in a old school, big 10 matchup, we had number 19, Michigan, uh, beat number 14, uh, Iowa, uh, 10 to three, uh, it had no mat or no offense to it. Really. I think there was something like seven or eight turnovers combined between the two teams. So, uh, really old school, big 10 style football, but, uh, still, you know, I'd like to see that offense from Michigan, not really shown it against legit competition, but, uh, we'll see how they, you know, if they can carry the momentum of a win at least into another big performance this week. Uh, and then we have Boise State, 85, undefeated, uh, just kind of UNLV 38-13. Uh, and then uh, Oklahoma State, I talked about, I thought was a really underrated team. Uh, and then right after I say that, they go and they get beat by Texas Tech, 45-35, so uh it's gonna end up dropping them back out of the top 25, but uh good win for Texas Tech. And then to me, what was the game of the week, honestly, was the undefeated SMU Mustangs uh winning a triple overtime game against Tulsa uh 337, led by graduate transfers Shane Bouchel uh from texas uh smu again back in the top 25 i don't know the last time that actually happened uh really exciting game some really tremendous plays some really kind of mind-boggling mind-boggling plays uh uh as tulsa kicked off to smu uh smu decided to let it roll it ended up not going out of bounds tulsa ended up picking it up and and returning it into the end zone for a touchdown on our own kickoff so uh A lot of really great matchups this week, a lot of really great games, uh, and a lot of big performances from those Heisman candidates. What stood out to you, Keith?
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that I like to see after my big prediction a few weeks ago with Wisconsin is to see Wisconsin, you know, I've said it all year, to be a contender, you have to win the games you're supposed to win in convincing fashion and compete in the games that you're supposed to lose. And Wisconsin did nothing but show that they belong by putting 48 nothing beat down on Kent State. Not a flashy game, not a great opponent, but they did what they were supposed to do. Um, and, and part of that's their defense is one of the best defenses in the country right now. And they're they're keeping it up. I mean, it doesn't matter what week they're playing, what who they're playing, they're 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 looking really good. So um I'm still sticking to that, still on pace. There's a lot of good teams out there. Uh, this is gonna be one of those years that we wish we had more than four teams in the playoffs. I'm telling you that much. because um, you've got Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma's looking great. Ohio State's looking great, LSU's looking great, uh, Georgia's looking great. I don't even know how in the world they're going to try picking the top four at this point. Um, the other thing that stood out to me was Michigan versus Iowa. We talked about that Big Ten defensive ugly matchup. I think all it really did to me was was say that uh, th- these teams definitely don't belong, either one of them in the top, you know, the Ohio State class or the Alabama, that group we were talking about that's dominant. I don't think either one of these teams belong there. So even though they were in the top 15 around there, I I think they're ranked a little higher than they should be, both teams. I mean, Michigan hasn't looked good all year. Iowa hasn't really played anyone all year, and now Michigan's beat Iowa. So uh, it's some more of the, the Big Ten just not quite looking as strong as they have in the past. Another one that is – I feel like this is a feel-good story, and it's Jalen Hurts with Oklahoma because, uh, for those of you who don't remember, I think everyone knows now, but he's benched for two in the national championship game transfers to Oklahoma and now he's he's looking to beat Tua in a Heisman race and I gotta tell you if I'm an NFL scout I don't know that I'm necessarily lining up for Tua at this point he's looking Jalen Hurts is looking really good Uh, over 1500 yards and 14 touchdowns so far this season plus he's making it happen on the ground so uh, I think that's something to look out for I couldn't be happier for the kid Uh, you know he worked so hard to get Alabama to where they got and then And I felt like it was kind of a jerk move to pull him at that point and put Tua in and I'm glad he's making it work. So that really stood out to me this week.
1: And, and and I say this as a, as a Texas fan, I've made, I've been pretty open that I'm a Texas guy. I'm a TCU guy. Um, But I do like seeing what Jalen hurts is doing in Oklahoma, even when he did get benched by two, you know, for Tua. uh, I mean, he did everything right. He didn't complain about it. He, he didn't, you know, whine and cry about it. He helped Tua out uh, when the team, you know, he could have redshirted last year and he said, no, I'm not doing that. I want to be available for the team. Um, uh, I mean, he he's the ultimate team player. Um, you know, people people kind of question his offensive ability, honestly, and everyone forgets his freshman year, he was the SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Um, and now he's, he's shown what he can do in an actual offensive scheme. Um, I, I think he's definitely helped his, his prospects in the NFL draft. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's probably not a number one pick, pick honestly at this point. Um, but I think he's, he'd be a very interesting, if you get him in the second, third, third round, somewhere like that, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be an interesting project. And he's a guy that you could draft him i think late enough to where you don't have to start him immediately you can actually let him sit on the bench and, and and learn and and progress like you should with some of these young quarterbacks and uh i think he's definitely he's he's helped his nfl stock tremendously um this year i do i do like seeing him have all that six um, and then I, again kind of talking about some title contenders real fast and touching on that uh, like i said i think the team i've i've really been most impressed with this year uh, just from a top-to-bottom standpoint, is, is really Ohio State. Uh, I mean, they can throw the ball. They can run the ball. Their defense is is tremendous. They can rush the passer. I think they have the best pass rusher in the country with Chase Young. Uh, I think he's honestly he, – he honestly looks better than either one of the Bosa brothers did. Uh, he He's unstoppable. I feel like he could play on Sundays right now. Um, and and then their secondary, they got a great secondary as well. I mean, they, they completely humiliated, uh, Michigan state in terms of, uh, the Michigan state offense, uh, that offense just couldn't, could do nothing against Ohio state. Um, and, and Michigan state has a good defense and they, they still shredded that defense. So, um, to me right now, the most complete looking team at the moment is Ohio state. So I'm, I'm interested. Interested to see how they play now that they're, you know, they got some big games coming up here soon. Um, so I'm interested to see how they how they keep rolling with it. Absolutely. So what are you looking forward to next week? Uh, again, week seven, we got we got a lot of great matchups this week, and I think this is where you're really going to start seeing the playoff pitcher takes shape because you have some of these top 10 top 15 teams are are starting to play each other on a consistent basis. So, um, the number one game about this week um for me personally is is the Red River shootout, OU number 6, number 11 Texas at the Cotton Bowl, Texas State Fair. Um to me, I think it's the best rivalry in college football. I know I'm biased on this. I know other people are going to disagree. That's a personal opinion. Um, so that's the number one game I'm looking at. Plus, obviously, it has huge playoff implications. Um, if, Tex- or if OU can beat Texas, I think it, that's really their, their last big challenge in the Big 12. Um, I think it solidifies them as a playoff contender. Uh, if they run the table, they're definitely getting in. Uh, but Texas can put themselves right back into the playoff picture. If they beat OU run the rest of the table and then they are able to win the big 12 championship. I think they're right there in the conversation for a playoff berth. So uh, huge playoff implications in this game. Uh, and then the, the other big game this week, you got number seven, Florida going against number five, LSU. Uh, Florida has got a. it's going to be the first great defense that Joe Burroughs actually had to go against. I'm interested this high powered uh, LSU offense. I want to see what they can do against an, an actual good defense. Um, at the same time, Florida just beat Auburn. Auburn, really, I mean, a lot of people thought Auburn was was the third best team in uh, in the SEC behind uh, Alabama and Georgia. A lot of people thought Auburn's better than LSU, and Florida just beat them. Uh, so, I, I mean, it, to me, it's it's a 50 game. Uh, I think LSU has a slight advantage, but I I think it's going to come down to the wire. And again, two undefeated teams in the top ten, huge playoff implications. Uh, and then just kind of looking through the list, a lot of just good matchups. You got Notre Dame versus USC. That's a rival. That's a, a long time rivalry. Um, that's, I mean, Notre Dame's to me, that's their, their biggest game of the year. Usually, uh, USC down a little bit this year. They're not ranked right now, but, uh, with the kind of emotions and, and, the, and all that, that play into that, uh, I expect to give Notre Dame all that they can handle this week, so uh, and then just kind of going down the line, uh, you got Georgia against uh, South Carolina. Uh, could be a bit of a challenge for Georgia. It'll be a, at least a good tune-up game for him. Uh, you got Alabama going against number twenty-four Texas A&M. So you got a top twenty-five matchup there. Um, again, it'll it'll be a bit of a challenge for Alabama. I expect Alabama to win by at least ten points, but A&M's going to hang around there and make Alabama work for it. I believe. Uh and of number 10 Penn State going against number 17 Iowa Um uh, this is a I think an opportunity for Iowa to bounce back, um, to show that they are a good team. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's an opportunity for Penn State to to get a good quality win on the resume, uh, as they kind of make that playoff push, you know, and and uh to try and get close to Ohio State and challenge Ohio State in the Big Ten uh and and Wisconsin, obviously. So um, and then, uh, uh, with speaking of Wisconsin, really they're, they're going to be going against Michigan state. Um, we've seen that, that Wisconsin offense, they've been pretty high powered this year. As I talked about earlier, I believe Michigan state has a good defense. Um, I, it's just a matter of can the offense kind of stay, can the Michigan state offense stay with the Wisconsin offense? I don't believe so, but again, this'll be a good quality win for Wisconsin if they can pull it off. Yeah. The last big game I have, uh, for the week is going to be uh, another conference game. It's going to be Florida State versus number two Clemson. Uh, Florida State got off to a bit of a rocky start, uh, or what we thought was a rocky start, honestly. They lost to Boise State to open the season. Looking at it now, Boise State's undefeated, ranked number 14 in the country, so I don't really think that's a bad loss. Uh, they didn't lose the game by much to Boise State. Uh, they've kind of righted the ship a little bit, and they're coming into Clemson when Clemson's coming off you know, a game that they really should should have lost so uh some momentum that florida state has uh could potentially make that an interesting game this week i think clemson still wins it but i, I expect it to be interesting um again just like i said clemson coming off a close game florida state's got a little bit of momentum with them so uh, i think that'll be a, a a good game to watch
0: yeah well, the thing that the biggest thing i'm taking from this is we kind of talked about the 14 playoff I feel like there's going to be too many good teams up there to have a one loss team to me. So when you look at a game like LSU, Florida or Texas, Oklahoma, that could be, if Texas beats Oklahoma, it could literally end Oklahoma's hopes for being in that, that playoff. Because what's going to happen is if by some, I mean, it's happened every year, but there's a potential we could have four undefeated top five teams in there that are going to go in Um, And that's going to make it hard for any team. So you're looking at LSU if they lose to Florida uh, or vice versa. If any of these teams lose one game, it could be the end of their hopes for a national championship. So uh, the good thing about that, it sounds like bad news, but the good thing is it's going to make a a lot of really great games because uh, they have something to play for. I mean, if Texas beats Oklahoma, it not only propels Texas up there into the conversation, but it makes Oklahoma have a loss and whenever they go to the playoffs, it's going to be, if there's four undefeated teams up there, they're going to go in unless it's like a a Memphis or something like that. But uh, I just think if you're, if you're looking at four undefeated teams, it's going to be hard for a one loss team to get in. So the games this week to me are super important.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like I said, this is—I I think this is where the the playoffs are really starting to be shaped because now you're—you know—you're going to have the LSU's playing Florida, and they're going to be playing Georgia, and they're going to be playing Alabama, and, and those schools, and, and Alabama playing all them—you know—all those schools as well. Uh, same thing with Texas OU. Uh, if if Texas can, you know, if, if OU wins this game, I think they solidify themselves in the playoff conversation. Uh, if Texas wins, I think they put themselves right back in the playoff conversation uh so i i mean again you're it's this is really well that where the uh the playoffs really start to take shape and and unfortunately we only get four teams i I really believe this you know if we keep having years like this, I really believe this is the catalyst for change to give us at least those six teams um I believe we deserve a six team and there should be a six team playoff um if not an eight team um I think six is a good number eight would be a perfect number um but, I think that's really where you're gonna start again. You're gonna start seeing the playoffs take shape this this week and uh, and from here on out, I mean, all these games are are hugely important because, you know, we've seen in the past, you can recover from a week one or a week two or a week three loss. But when you start losing in week six, week seven, week eight and beyond, those are the losses that are stay fresh in, in the committee's mind that they, you know, they're recent in their mind, they're fresh in their mind. So those are the losses they remember. It's hard to come back from these late season losses, honestly. So uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be some good stuff this weekend.
0: Absolutely. And that wraps
1: up our college football preview episode. Um, Mike, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Uh, as always check us out on gridironauthority.com. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, any of those, uh, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts, honestly, uh, make sure you give us a like, a follow, leave us some comments, let us know what you think, let us know what you want to hear. Um, or if you have any questions, uh, we're always open to that. We love answering questions. We love hearing comments. so. Um, Just give us some feedback and, and make sure you listen.
0: All right. Stay tuned, guys.